It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you have failed by default. J.K. Rowling Hey, my name is Zach and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm open to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Woo! Here's another week of having no balls to tackle a virus with a 99% recovery rate, apparently. That's what I was told. Anyway, uh, this week, if you can't put together the, the dots and the clues and figuring out how, you know, I try to gear every episode in some way or fashion tied into what's going on today, then I don't know what to tell you. I just don't want to spend every single episode looking at COVID and, you know, I just, for me personally, I don't like hearing about it every week, so I don't want to subject you guys to listening to another half hour or 45 minutes, however long these episodes each are, you know, to just pile on more of it. I don't think that it's, I just don't think it's good for anybody, you know, we don't need negativity all the time. So anyway, uh, thank you for that Facebook comment. I can't remember the name, I'm not going to mention it anyway. Um, But this week, what we're going to be talking about is starting where you are. So, you know, forging your own path, being a, you know, a willful individual willing to make mistakes, but willing to grow from them. And again, the only way we're going to really get where we want to go in life is by being willing to make mistakes and starting off down something new. So, you know, I've, I've talked about it before. Um, This is just kind of the, the topic for this weekend. I also actually had, you know, from my, I actually, I should say this out loud here, but for my one year as I was approaching it, I reached out to a couple other podcasters, a couple guests who had been on the show and asked them to submit, you know, uh, an audio clip, one to two minutes, however long they wanted, um, just to kind of be featured for the one year area. And I got a few of them. So this week, I'm going to play Ed's, which kind of ties in nicely. His is specifically about starting a podcast. But, you know, I'll play it now. And then we'll tie it into the rest of the episode. But we're just focusing on starting where you are, and then building up from there. So Here's Ed's contribution, and thank you, Ed. Hi, Zach. It is Ed here from the Docio Podcast, wishing you a very happy first year anniversary of the Plate Jacket Philosopher Podcast. It has been a brilliant year. I've enjoyed listening along. You asked us to just record some of our thoughts on advice and tips and tricks we've learned during our time podcasting. So the one that I want to talk about is the equipment. It's so easy to get obsessed with the equipment, but my advice to new podcasters especially is do not worry. Professional radio journalists, for example, are using mobile phones to record interviews on using just the microphone that's built in. So don't panic about the equipment. The focus has to be on the content and to make sure that it's listenable, which means you obviously want to record a fair quality of audio, but don't make that the be all and end all. Just make sure it's listenable and that it's enjoyable. If people tune in, they're tuning in for the content, 
not for the big bucks Hollywood studio. So you don't need a two, three hundred pound dollar microphone. A 50 quid one or less can work just as well. So that's kind of my advice. Focus on the content. Don't worry so much about the microphone or the studio equipment. Just make sure that people can listen. All right. Once again, thank you so much, Ed, for that contribution. If anybody wants to listen to his podcast, it's incredibly enlightening. It's very interesting. I find I learn a ton from it. Uh, That's again called the Docio podcast and his tagline is philosophy for the now. And, you know, again, if you want to listen back to the episode that he was featured on here, um, it's titled Ed, philosophy for the now, legacy and forgiveness. And really, I absolutely loved having that discussion with him. I'm sure kind of sometime this next year we'll sit down for another one it's you know it's tricky <laughs> we're both parents we're both busy you know him with school and work and me with work and kids and everything else so it you know uh scheduling and being halfway around the world it makes things interesting but i would love to sit down with that again so i'm sure we'll have have a follow-up talk this next year and you know going back to what he was touching on there if you can't tell by now i don't have any special features on this podcast (laughs) like his has a lot more sound effects his has a lot better stuff than mine does you know same with some of the podcasts i listen to although you know one of the big ones that i still do listen to is uh, bill burr's monday morning podcast and you know half of his early episodes were literally recorded into his cell phone while he was in an airport so or in a hotel room like so i I tend to agree with him completely that people are going to tune in for the content you know a lot of the the podcasts that I listen to, I, I don't really care about the special effects. I don't care what sound effects they've got, what type of music they have. What I really care about is the content of the episode or the character of the podcaster or getting to know somebody, right? Like that's that's what I like in a podcast. So I agree completely. If any of you guys are thinking of starting your own, there's a lot of different programs, a lot of different hosting sites you can use. Some of them are free. It's really easy to do. Um, just start with a premise, have something interesting to talk about. I mean, hell, I'm an electrician and I've somehow figured out a way to maintain and grow an audience here. It's, you know, I'm not a professional by any means, but it's fun. It's it's something to do. And, you know, this is going to tie again right into this episode. It's, it's the idea of just starting something. You know, I, I actually had a discussion recently with one of my buddies who's one of my oldest friends. Um, I've known him since I was 11 when I switched schools for high school middle school, I guess. I don't know. It's Canadian. Anyway. And he had said to me, you know, like we've known each other for a long time. And he said, you know, like you seem to be doing pretty well with electrical. You'd been in it for a long time. You were, you know, you're successful with it, but he had noticed some part of me seemed to be dying were in his words, or I just didn't have that zest anymore, which, you know, (laughs) I kind of attributed to being tired from having a kids and or kids and a family and, work and trying to balance everything right like it it does take a toll on you but he said that since seeing me start a podcast and having this creative outlet he's actually noticed a big difference which i really appreciate it somebody who knows me very well who has a really good baseline of you know my personality and my energy levels throughout you know the last 19 20 years so he's got a pretty good idea of what he's talking about and i found that to be really cool and that's something that i kind of wanted to talk about in this episode because it is the idea of of starting something new and you know like in that opening quote that we had talked about so by jk rowling it is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all in which case you have failed by default 
And, you know, I've got to say, like, I kind of fell into that rut a little bit because with electrical, like, look, I'm not perfect. I'm not a, I'm not some TV tradesman or anything like that. I just get my job done. I do it as efficiently as I possibly can. And I try not to make mistakes. That was redundant. That is being efficient anyway. Um, but you know, it started to, it started to kind of get dull. It got boring. There wasn't really any challenge. And I've said that kind of at the beginning of this podcast is that starting this, starting this fresh, something brand new, some venture that I never even pictured myself doing, you know, if you asked me five, 10 years ago, hell, three years ago, I wouldn't have thought that I could do this. But here we are now over a year into it. And I'm absolutely loving it. And part of it, a lot of it is the risk associated with it. Because every week, you know, there's a real possibility of complete failure. And (laughs) the episodes that I actually get a lot more tense about, or a lot more maybe nervous or apprehensive when I put them out is obviously the ones where you're kind of voicing your opinion. You know, it's pretty easy to talk about, to quote historical figures and say, oh, you know, like, this is how this can apply to my life. This is how that can be done. Because you're you're taking their thought processes and then applying it to your life. But to me, for example, like that episode, uh, what will be your tipping point with Carla, that one I was really nervous talking about uh, because it it's really like it's putting you know my my opinion into a lot of the things and how it applies to different people's lives and you know it, that one as re- as terrifying as it was to put out it was it has been the most rewarding episode so far and me and Carla are working on hammering out a layout for another follow-up episode so that's going to be coming down the pipe and you know the only complaint actually that I got from that one was that it wasn't long enough so We'll see. Maybe we push the length a little bit longer on this next one, although 90 minutes can get pretty heavy pretty quickly. <laughs> so anyway, enough of that. Back into just how we can apply this to everything. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about, and this, I've also recently been getting big into F1, partially because the Canucks, my Vancouver Canucks, the hockey team, are absolutely sucking. So it's pretty tough to watch them and still stay hyped every week. So I've started to watch... Uh, more Formula One, and it's been exhilarating. But listening to some of the drivers talk, and in particular Sebastian Vettel, I was listening to him on a F1 podcast recently. But he was talking about how sometimes you just have to jump, and you know you figure out along the way. You don't, you know, you can't be scared to do something new. Risk is where you grow, and you ride that edge of failure and danger, and not to overthink it. And that obviously applies directly to a race car driver, right? Like that's not exactly a career without risk. It's probably one of the most dangerous careers you could do where you really, you can really be rewarded for riding that line as tightly and as closely as you can, that line between life and death, that that line of absolute danger and peril, but that's where the most, the most risk is, but also the most reward is. And you know, I, I don't do anything that's that life-threatening to me. I mean, I've skydived I've I think that's about the only cool thing I've done uh really life life threatening thing I've I haven't bungee jumped but I have skydived mind you it was a tandem jump so there's nothing that cool about that but it was still easily one of the coolest moments of my life uh, the most exhilarating 45 second free fall I've <laughs> I've ever experienced and then trying to breathe after it's funny we got that all on video and I can see it. I don't think I took a breath for probably two minutes between the free fall and then the shoot opening and then just 
sitting there wide-eyed looking out at the horizon. But anyway, I'm getting off track again. The idea here is, you know, nothing nothing ventured, nothing gained. Like, you've got to be able to take risks. And that comes in any area of life. Again, like race car driving, it's a real easy, it's an easy equation to make. You know, you've really got to ride the limits. You've got to push that car, push your body to the absolute edge of catastrophe. But that's where you get the most reward. And you don't have to go to that same extreme in life. But you know, I've talked about it before here with work. If you want to grow your skills, you want to get better at something, you have to be willing to fail. You have to be pushing at the outer limits of your ability, riding that zone of proximal development where there is a real risk of failure and where you aren't, you know, you don't have 100% grasp on what you're doing. And yeah, like at that point, you've got to be willing to ask for help. But at the same time, you know, don't be afraid to fail. You can absolutely fail upwards. You know, that's a pretty common theme, a common idea. But the more attempts you take at something, the bigger your base of knowledge is going to get. And then from there, again, it's just the next step up and the next step up. But you have to be willing to take those risks each and every time to gain that new kind of foothold of, of information, of knowledge. And along with that, with the idea of failure, like you can know that it's there while not focusing on it. Again, using the race car analogy, you have to be watching down the road. You have to be seeing where your car is pointed. You have to be looking at the destination rather than, you know, the wall to your right and the car to your left or whatever the hazards may be that are all around you. You know, it it pays dividends to obviously be aware of them, but you can't focus on them. You know, you can't focus on all the possible pitfalls that you could make. You're just going to get distracted. You're going to get stuck. You're going to be spinning your wheels. Again, this is a lot of car analogies. Sorry, I've been really getting obsessed with f1 i have a i think i have a pretty obsessive personality and it's scary because watching my five-year-old he's the exact same way right now he's obsessed with the titanic world war one world war two which were three obsessions of mine at the same age and then now i i accidentally mentioned chernobyl to him and jesus he it's funny they have a scholastic book fair at their school and he comes home we sent him you know a few bucks 10 bucks, I think it was, to buy a book, whatever one he wanted. And he comes home with a novel about surviving Chernobyl. And, you know, me and my wife just looked at each other like, like, what? Like, it's, it's the funniest thing. I mean, to her, it's completely outlandish. To me, it's terrifying, because it's like I'm looking into a time machine of myself. And, you know, again, that's, (laughs) it's kind of cool. But it's, it's really scary at the same time, because, yeah, I see I see so much of myself in my 5-year-old. It's it's alarming sometimes and you know, but it is kind of cool because we we share a lot of the same passions and he even the other day he was looking through my bookcase and he's like, "Oh, is that is that a D-Day book?" I'm like, "Yeah, can you read that?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, D D A Y." I'm like, "Oh, perfect. Yeah, it is D-Day." And he's like, "Oh, well, can we read it sometime?" I'm like, "It's not a kids book, buddy. It's more of a historical record of what happened." And, uh, you know, he's he's asking about all these different books and different World War Two era books. And, you know, I, I pointed a bunch of them out to him. Anyway, I'm getting off track again, but it's kind of cool to see somebody with the exact same interests that I have. And maybe maybe that's my input on him because he sees me reading them and me being interested in them. I don't know. I don't know if it's a cause and effect or what it is here, but it's fascinating to me to see. And it's something that I really hope to share with him in the future. So it's kind of cool. But anyway, again way off course. So don't be focused on the pitfalls to either side of you. 
you got to keep your eye on the goal. And this isn't meant to be, you know, overly motivational or anything. I, I don't think that I really have that quality, but it's something that I like to keep in mind in life. Like, you know, there's so many things around me that could go wrong. And it's, it's trying the best that I can to have those blinders up and kind of just keep pushing towards that end goal without, without being too worried about going too far off the course while I'm, while I'm chasing down that goal. Right. So that's just one thing to keep in mind that I think, you know, maybe it could be, could be handy for some of you guys, especially you younger guys. Like it's pretty easy starting out in anything to be terrified of all the mistakes you can make, but it really just slows you down. It just, it just hampers you. Right. And so one of my favorite quotes here um, regarding this subject is by Simon Sinek. And so he says, quote, the hardest part is starting. Once you get that out of the way, you'll find the rest of the journey much easier, end quote. That again, just kind of, it, it talks about the whole theme here, right? The, the hardest step of anything is, is that first step. It's even in going back to Ed's contribution here, like, you know, you don't have to worry about everything. It's about just, just getting that mic set up, about actually putting your voice out there. And this obviously applies to everything nowadays, like, you know, just the ability to stand on your own, to think by yourself, to kind of think critically. And it's always that first step. It's, it's saying like, oh, well, hold on, like, maybe, maybe this isn't the right course of action, you know, maybe I should shift gears a little bit or change direction. And, you know, that that takes a lot of guts. And the hardest part is that first step. After that, you know, one step after the other, you start to pick up some momentum, it starts to make a lot more sense, and it comes to you easier. So that's, you know, again, it, all this stuff, I think, ties into everyday life, it doesn't matter if you're trying to accomplish a goal or something. That's the that's the one thing that I anyway, I'm gonna go off on a tangent about inspirational podcasts, which I don't want to do because, you know, they're, they're good for some people. But for me, they just aren't it. It, it always seems kind of forced and false to me. But anyway, so this is something that just applies to everyday life. Um, you've got to be able to, to just focus on it, to bear down and go for it, no matter what it is, no matter how difficult it is, that first step, keep in mind that that is always going to be the hardest. After that, you just pick up rhythm, you pick up steam, and it starts to get way, way easier. And now one topic that was brought up, I can't remember the episode number, but it's from my buddy's podcast, Hey Mark, and they were talking about routines, I think it was. Um, I just jotted down a couple of like one word note. So it's hard for me to build what their discussion was, but it, it was a good discussion anyway. But what the the idea here was, is making a routine and really the positive effects of, of having a routine. Because one of the things that stood out to me from that conversation, that the idea was that either you build your routine or you re, your routine builds you. And to me, that could not be more true. Like I'm you know, I'm pretty scatterbrained. And to be honest, I have to have a little bit of a regimented schedule to keep everything in line to keep it kind of organized and again, aimed at a specific end goal, I need to have things a little bit regimented. So and again, like I've been talking about not being able to record in my normal space, it's really thrown it off. So I'm having a, a much harder time with that. But it's, um, you know, I'm holding it together with bubble gum and duct tape here. So we'll, we'll keep going. But, uh, but the idea here is, if you don't have a routine, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna just fall into a routine, right? And then that routine is gonna, it's gonna build you like you need to be able to take ownership of the direction that you're going. Otherwise, if you're just aimlessly floating, like, let's say, 
right now, for example, I'm trying to crush this move for Movember goal and I have 60K for 30 days. So I have to average 2K a day, which for me, again, like I'm built like, a, what does my buddy call me? A corgi, right? Like I've got a pretty big upper body and short little legs. And so running, <laughs> especially long distances, not my strong suit. I'm just not good at it. I don't enjoy it. I never have. So 2K a day is actually a pretty formidable goal for me. If, if I can up it a little bit next year, I'm going to. Uh, this will be my second year doing 60K for the month, and it's manageable. It's not very easy. Right now, we're in the middle of a monsoon. Like, there have been, there are roads just about 20 minutes east of me that are completely washed out right now on the highway, uh, flooding all over the place. It's been record-breaking rainfall here, so it's, uh, thank God I live on a mountain, or on a hillside at least, but um it's been it's been bananas. So the last couple of days of running have just been. I mean, I've, I've probably weighed an extra twelve pounds running around just because my sweater and my sweatpants are completely soaked through within thirty seconds of getting outside. So it's been interesting. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, building a routine. So if you don't build a routine, so I say that I have to run an average of two k a day. If I don't run one day, then the next day I'm going to have to run at least four. I usually try to press five so that I can kind of, you know, give myself a little little bit of a buffer zone. And so far, I'm on pace, which I'm happy about. But if I didn't have that schedule of knowing that I have to run 2K a day, I would very easily leave it, procrastinate, say, ah, you know, I'm going to, I can just push it all out at the end, you know, without realizing that I'm no longer 22 and I can just run and run and run and my legs don't give out or my groin doesn't get strained or my knees don't fall apart from you know all these years of playing goalie and hockey like <laughs> my legs aren't the same as they were before you know they haven't grown any taller either so it is what it is but if I didn't have that schedule I would never meet that end goal you know I would sit around you know before I met my wife before I really there's a lot to be said about that too I mean Again, this is going off on a tangent. This whole episode is tangents. See, this is what happens when I don't have a recording area where I can write down my notes, get everything finalized and settled. It's a smorgasbord. But anyway, uh, you know, this is just, for me anyway, the benefits that I found with meeting my wife, having a structured relationship, something that I felt stable in, secure, loved, you know, all that good stuff, uh, was that I found a way to kind of orient myself at something, aim at it, almost single-mindedly and crush whatever goal was in my way. Uh, no matter what obstacle was placed in my way, I was going to run through it, jump over it, duck under it, whatever I had to do, I was making it around it. And that again only came with, you know, really meeting my wife before that. I would, you know, I would have goals, but they were always loose and kind of ill-defined. And, you know, I would get lost playing video games for six hours a day on my days off or, just wasting a whole day away you know maybe I'd make it to the gym but then other than that nothing I wasn't moving forward on financial goals on you know educational goals or work goals I wasn't even reading or trying to you know expand my knowledge base at all I was just floundering because again like I didn't have a routine and so that routine made me I ended up just floating along and you know it didn't get me anywhere like, but if I'd had an actual regimented routine, I think I would have been a lot farther ahead when I met my wife than I was. Now, that being said, you know, <laughs> everything worked out. I, I I ended up, you know, everything worked out for the better. But it's just, it's interesting seeing different stages of my life personally and where, you know, especially how that planning and building your routine can really change 
just the direction your life takes and the the absolute drive that you can have in that. So that's what I noticed anyway. And so another question that actually came up in this same discussion by Haymark, and again, there's there's a couple of, I think this is the other one that I, I wanted to bring up from that episode, but it's the idea of, you know, when we ask our kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to do? What job do you want to have? And the idea that that's kind of a, a bit of a bullshit question, to be honest. And, you know, I had never thought of it this way before the episode, but in listening to it, it's, it shouldn't be what do you want to do, but it's what do you want to do for a living is shouldn't be the question. It should be, how do you want to live, right? Because you can come to that end goal of however you want to live from a variety of career paths, educational paths, upbringings, you know, whatever it is, because let's face it, there's certain, you know, jobs out there or higher education you know, facilities or whatever, universities that are pretty tough to attain depending on where you start in life, right? But, you know, where you start in life and where you want to end, uh, as long as you aren't looking at it necessarily as a monetary goal or a a specific job that you want to get, you know, like, it's better to orient yourself at how you want to live. Like for me, and that changes over the years, obviously. When I was younger, <laughs> I wanted to live the life of a bachelor and I don't know, just, you know, <laughs> boats and hoes, right? But uh, now it's, you know, it's different. Now I absolutely adore family time. I love being at home. I love having, you know, a bit more free time. I mean, before I would work through all the stats. I would work through, you know, supposedly off days. I would go six days a week if I had to. I just, you know, my goal was to live that type of a lifestyle. And so, I oriented my life around that. Well, nowadays, it's different, right? So I take my stats off. I'll take the odd day off here and there, just an extra one to make a long weekend here. If, you know, my wife is stressed or we've had a busy week at home, you know, four kids going back to school, they're all catching colds. And, you know, now with the whole uh, COVID situation around us, it just adds more stress to that, right? It's like, no, I swear they don't have COVID. We tested. It's like we're just, they just have the cold. You know, it still exists. It's around. And it's just been, oh, it's been bananas. But uh, anyway, so all that being said, it's so much more important to focus your goals in life at a at a way of living rather than a specific job that you want to do. Because again, like, like I've said on this before, like my job is not my number one love in life, right? My job is used to fuel my loves in life. You know, like I can, I'll go spend eight, 10, 12 hours a day, you know, driving to and working and driving back. If it fuels what I love in life, my kids, my wife, you know, putting a roof over their head, being able to, you know, take them to soccer, put them in soccer, put them in guitar lessons, whatever it is, right? Like, that's all worth it. Because I can sacrifice the time at work, I can do that, I can put my time in. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that I actually enjoy it about 95% of the time. So, yeah, it is what it is. I'm focused more on the type of life that I want to live as opposed to, you know, my dream job, my dream career. Although, again, I do love the trades. I really do have a passion for it. I love working with my hands. I can't imagine not doing something with my hands. Even while I'm doing this podcast, like you don't see it because, you know, 
for your own sake. I don't put a video portion of this, but my hands are waving all over the place. I'm smacking stuff. Every once in a while I hear me hit something. It's usually the table just because I've got my arms going, but you know, it's, I need to have something that I'm doing. And so from that end, I love my job, but more than anything, I love the lifestyle that I'm living now. And that's, if there's one thing that I tell people, you know, it's, it's don't view, you know, don't go searching for your dream job. Uh, you're very rarely going to find it. Very few people do. And the ones that do are extremely lucky. Like, and I, you know, all the power to them. I think that's amazing. If you can do that, if you can find that job that really brings out that meaning and that passion, you know, like my, my buddy was talking about who I've known for, for almost 20 years, you know, he could tell that my, electrical didn't ignite my passion anymore. You know, when I was working underground, I, it absolutely did. I don't even think that I would be doing a podcast while working underground because I found so much joy out of that, that it almost left me like tired and empty by the end of it. I was just, I was exhausted, but I loved what I was doing. I I loved my work, but, um, you know, nowadays doing everyday, you know, the, the same kind of stuff day in and day out service calls, whatever, dealing with customers and, you know, don't worry, I'm going to get into a little bit of the, the customer dealings and this whole COVID thing by the end of this episode, but I try not to bog every episode down. So, um, but dealing with customers every day and, you know, just everyday society now, I do get bogged down. So this is kind of my outlet, my little creative uh, side piece that I go to every every now and then, once a week at least, and let it all flow. So, oh, and the other thing too, uh, so I had a couple other things like, so yeah, being successful in life, uh, depends on your perspective, right? Like this again goes back to building your dream life, not necessarily going for your dream job. It, you know, it's more it's more how you want to live and that can define success. It doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary number, although that's always nice. And if you are oriented by money, like that's how you that's how you gauge your success in life, then all the power to you. Like, look, I'm I'm not hating on anybody for making good money. <laughs> like that was my end goal for a long time. And you know, it ended up allowing me to purchase a house in a market that really was not friendly to, I guess, millennials or people in my age group. So don't get me wrong. If you are all about making that money, fucking go for it. Like 110%, I'm all behind you. Whatever makes you happy, whatever you find meaning in, go for it. That's that's what I really, I find almost inspiring by people is is hearing the different things that that drive them, that push them forward every day. But again, being successful in life is, is a matter of perspective. Your idea of a successful life does not have to match somebody else's and it doesn't always have to have a monetary figure on it. Although if you can live where you aren't, you know, struggling to put gas in the tank every week or a meal on the table, it helps massively. And, you know, I've put in a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work, to kind of getting to that stage now, not that, you know, this, what they're announcing federally is a 4.6% inflation rate, although that's dog shit considering what gas prices are doing. When I look at our grocery bill every week, it's probably upwards more of 10 to 12% that we're paying more for food. So anyway, all I'm getting at, I'm going to go on a negative tangent here. That's not what I want to do, but you know, things are getting trickier, but do whatever you can to find meaning, to to push ahead. Do whatever you've got to do to make your life meaningful and fulfilling because, you know, nowadays, whatever it takes, do it. So 
Again, I think that's all that I really had on this week's episode. Oh, the last note was catch yourself on the way down so you don't spiral out of control, which I think is, you know, pretty, that's just, that's pretty common knowledge. If you can avoid making yourself fall all the way down to hitting rock bottom, do it because it's a lot, it's a lot easier. Although again, sometimes that drive for absolute necessity can really bring out the best in somebody and a lot of the time there's nothing like hitting rock bottom and really need to doing to do something out of necessity and out of urgency you know that that can uh that can push you to do some pretty amazing things but again it's out of desperation so it's not always the best place to be in so i don't recommend anybody going all the way to rock bottom <laughs> try to catch yourself on the way down so at least you haven't lost all your momentum moving forward and again, this is much later down the path than just getting started, right? But as you go along, uh, just keep that momentum going as best you can. Again, the first, the hardest part is always that first step. But once you get going after that, keep riding that momentum, keep building it up as best you can. And again, so going back to a few of the just notes that I'd promised that I would catch up on, um, one being just dealing with customers lately. So, you know, recently we've had a few customers who, ask about you know vaccination status or whatever and i'm i'm honest about that i'm you know i, I don't try to hide anything if you know if they say something open-ended like well you know all of us have taken care of our end of the bargain and i'll say yeah you know you <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do you know or they'll say oh yeah like uh are you how are you through all this i said oh well i've you know i've got the antibodies because that's again I'm not lying i've had covid so i've got the antibodies but um the you know if i do get asked flat out like do you have your vaccine i'll say no and occasionally you know got turned away uh, it's happened well twice since all this has started so really it's not too too bad but it is what it is right like i just try to let the people know i don't protest it like look i'm coming into your house to fix your shit if if having your freezer down and your food possibly rotting all away is more important than me being unvaccinated but uninfected coming in to work on it then you do you boo like you know whatever I'm not gonna force my way into your house to fix your shit so sorry if you can tell that I get a little bit fired up about this it's because I do Uh, it's something that you know I think you can tell I'm fairly passionate about it and actually this rolls into kind of my uh the little I guess announcement that I talked about last week so what I'm trying to figure out here, I, I, I don't know exactly pricing, but I'm going to probably do it for two to three bucks, right? Like I'm trying to keep it around the, the price of a coffee. And I'm just thinking of doing a Patreon or something like that where it'll be a monthly subscription, you know, as you join up, like I'll send you guys stickers. And the other thing is that every week I'm going to have a bonus episode. Now, so far I've recorded two of them. I want to wait until I get to about... 10 or 12 banked uh, before I kind of get this thing going because it is a little bit more extra work. But I picked up a mobile recorder. So just so you guys know what to expect, and I'll probably drop a couple of them in this main feed just to kind of give you guys teasers of what to expect if you do want to go this route to have this extra bit of content. I'm just going to call them toolbox talks because really I'm recording them either before work, right after I do my morning runs for this November thing, or you know, right after the the gym when I usually work out in the mornings or it'll be at lunch breaks, coffee breaks, whatever. So these episodes will be 
you know, shorter so far. The two that I've done, one of them was seven minutes and the other one was 22 minutes, right? One of them was over lunch. One of them was, was a, a quick coffee break, but they're just going to be different little things that are going on throughout the day. Now, I'm not going to lie. Uh, some of this stuff is a little bit more geared towards so far, everything that's going on with the pandemic, because, you know, a lot of the time it's just reactions to what I'm seeing out there or headlines that just happened to cross my, you know, the radio that morning or whatever. Like it's more daily thoughts. It's a lot less planned than this. You know, quite frankly, so far, I think they're better <laughs> because it's just me kind of flying off the cuff. Now you're going to notice that in those ones, there's probably going to be some more background noise. You know, one of the days it was raining really hard. So you could hear some of that rain hitting the truck on the outside and you can hear, you know, cars driving by, whatever the case may be. There is going to be a little bit more background noise. They're going to be a lot rawer, the rawer. The content is going to be a lot more raw. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But I think that my goal is to kind of give, and I'm going to try to release, well, one at least every week. And I'm going to aim to do two a week, uh, two bonus little episodes. Again, they're usually going to be shorter. But the idea is if you're going to be willing to pay me for a coffee a month, I'm going to at least give you a coffee break a week of extra entertainment, something that to just pass the time or make it worthwhile, right? Because I'm all about value. And again, you know, this main podcast feed is going to stay free. It's going to keep coming up every week, but I just figured <laughs> if I can make a few bucks back to pay for some of the, the equipment and maybe, you know, new equipment as it comes along like I'd like to try to build a studio do a little bit more in-person stuff mainly with like co-workers and apprentices and you know just other people that I've I've met through life like buddies of mine I think it'd be a blast like those ones are just you know have a few drinks and those ones will be released probably as bonus episodes too if I'm drinking I'm probably not going to be putting that into the <laughs> the uh, the free feed the public one um, but yeah, I've got, I've actually got one episode too with Kyle, who you'll remember from cancel this episode. And then the one we were talking about vaccines, but he, uh, you know, re we recorded one a few months ago, just of, you know, Canada versus the USA, just fun, stupid facts. And that one I'll probably get around to editing and throwing it up on the Patreon channel as well. But look for that in the coming weeks. Again, I'll have an actual announcement when I have it already, but I'm just trying to pre-record a few things, get everything ready to go so that I'm not scrambling like I did when I first launched this podcast. And like, I still scramble half of the weeks. So this again, this is me rambling. Sorry about that. I've, uh, yeah, I'm just, just trying to let you guys fill you guys in on everything that's been going on and uh, keep you up to date without boring you half to death by putting this all at the beginning. So if you still stuck around to the end of this, Hey man, I appreciate you. Hey, hey lady, I appreciate you. I really do. And so again, that's kind of the plan moving forward. It'll be more just daily thoughts, daily ramblings. It'll be a lot, a lot less polished. There'll be probably more background noise, but it'll be, you know, there won't be the intro, the outro. I doubt it's, if you're going to be paying to be there, you're going to know what show you're listening to. So anyway, I'm figuring all that out still, but just that's on the horizon. I'm aiming to be two to three bucks a month. I think that's pretty fair. And um, yeah, again, thanks guys for listening this week. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hear from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. 
That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.